Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> it's time for a big blue kickoff live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you're dead. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17 14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg. And once again, welcome to Big Blue Kickoff Live here on Giants.com. And of course, the Giants app. Joining me today, the former great Giants tight end. Howard Cross, uh, Paulie Dots, uh, we switched things up a little bit today, but as always, the number remains for you nice people to call, 201-939-4513. Again, that is 201-939-4513. And uh, Howard, coming out of the break as we went into this th- season, who'd have thunk it that coming <laughs> out of the break we'd be sitting at 6-2? and two? Well, you know, you when you start the season, you just have hopes that the new coach, new GM, everything's going to be working out. You think that uh, some improvement would be would be spectacular. You're already trying to plan for the year coming up, wh- who you drafted, everything, because it's been so tough the, la- the last few years. But all of a sudden, at six and two, they're kind of in the in the thick of things, and they got to like figure out some stuff going forward. It's going to be interesting to see how the second half or the second part of the season works for them. You know. Uh Probably the last two days, I've been inundated. Uh, Even this past week, you know, with with the buy people saying, well, Russ, you know, you you run into him on the streets in the (laughs) store. I I finished my run today, and I was stretching, and two guys come up to me, Russ, I mean, we we should win these next two games. We should win these next two games. And Mm -hmm. I go like this, we shouldn't win, nor should we lose. I don't think you can judge. The the Giants haven't earned the right to be – we shoulds. Yeah. They, they have to go ahead and just continue. As the coaches say, take it week by week. Now, I didn't play the game. Mm-hmm. You did. You know, even going back to you know, your days with yeah. Bill, was that the approach? I think if, if if fans truly look at the season as it is, you look at uh, Tampa Bay down there with Tom, you look at uh, Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, and you see how, how one or two players moving left or right changes the whole <laughs> whole curve of your season and how things are going. Uh, when you when you have teams that are built and well constructed like uh, Kansas City, oh, they'll never be able to play without Tyree Kill, and all of a sudden they're they're lighting it up. Uh, you, you're you're wondering like how they're doing so well. If you look at teams like uh, even Miami, when when one player comes over, uh, Tyree Hill comes over, and all of a sudden it's just two two of the fastest guys in the, in the league are playing together with a quarterback. I'm like and they're like, well, he's doing so great. I'm like, it's kind of like. You know, I could throw the ball to those two guys. They're kind of open. So, it's, but you and I love to a roll tide with that. But I, and I love to it. So you can't really de, determine who's going to win, when they're going to win, why they're going to win. Everybody's getting paid. You don't know what's going to happen. All you can do is, you know, be the team that you are the entire time and work hard at it. The the thing that's been working for the Giants so far, with the huge buy in. Uh, I think the coach. I, I made this reference a few times. That they're like a, a pop Warner team almost. 
uh, where you got everybody playing, everybody gets to get on the field, everybody's enjoying it, and we're all going to go get ice cream afterwards. It's a lot of fun. That's kind of what it looks like. But the reality of it is that they, they put in an incredible amount of work. Uh, Coach Dayball has got all of his guys offensively and defensively locked in. Uh, I don't care if you come off the practice squad. It seems like you know the entire system when you get here. If you've been here a few days, they put you in, you know the system. And they value guys that know the system and are willing to work within the system. And the biggest thing about it is that it's not quite a system. I keep saying the word system, which is not fair. It's more of they use what they have. It's, isn't that, uh, as coaches like to say, uh, Howard, isn't that what they call the process is staying with the process? Believe, I, I guess process system, but... Yeah, it, it's, it's just not, you know, because you have players here on the team. You can see them that, that people are screaming for them to be playing more, for them to do certain things. And I'm like, well, they're not doing that. So he works with what players can do. And that's what makes it makes it great. It, they don't have uh, Kelsey. They don't have, uh, 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 the, you know, any quarterbacks. So, uh, uh, Josh Allen, they don't have they don't have all these guys that, that they probably want. They don't have the defense with the, with the dominant, dominant super guys all over the field. They have what they have, and they're working with it. And I appreciate – you know, probably me who played in a lot of different systems. I appreciate more than anything making the guy that whatever he's good at use it. It's as you were saying that it's you know the very first thing. It, it's funny how things apply. The very first thing I did in this business was play by play for wheelchair basketball. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm okay. up in Toronto, and what I remembered the slogan of the team was, "It's not your disability." but it's your ability that counts. Mm-hmm. Do what you can do. Yep. If you can't if you can't do that, then you can't worry about that. Yes, you got to right. do what you can do, but just as you were saying that, it struck me cuz that applies. It applies totally. They were doing a great job and I, and I'm, you know, and when you say coaching matters, you can actually see it with with the team and the way it's going cuz not that many guys change they didn't add so much or, or, or lose so much in the past year because of the salary, salary cap restrictions. You know, they came in, they looked at it, reviewed it, and like, okay, all right. All right you, 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 don't, no, nope, come over here, do this. They're like, but that's not, can you do that well? Yeah, I can do it every day. Good, that's what you're going to do today. And it worked out. And I'm like, I'm very impressed by it. Now, uh, I thought the buy came along at the right time. I, I was not confident <laughs> Uh, you know, Paul and I were talking going into the game. I, I was just not confident about the um, the Seattle game. It just for whatever reason, long trip, a lot going mm-hmm. on, and that that twelfth man, the whole combination. Mm-hmm. So the bye comes along at the right time. You go into it six and two. I don't think because they lost there was negative vibes going into the bye week. No. But as you come out, Howard, you being you know former player, what the number one thing they have to approve on moving forward. First off, they got to get healthy. You got to get as many guys healthy as possible. You got guys coming in off the pup. You got guys coming in off of uh, injury reserve. So now you're gonna have more guys that are gonna be active or activated in the next week or two. So that that's one thing that's overwhelmingly great for the team. So now you have more guys that can do things that can make multiple formations, make multiple defenses, make multiple everything because they're now they can show up healthy. That was number one. Number two, they got to go back and reevaluate from an offensive standpoint. Okay, I see what we're doing, but how can we do it earlier? Not, not, you know, you you don't have to score 35, 40 points a game, but how can we be more consistent earlier? 
because they, they, they really look like as you're watching the game that they're testing, you know, testing the boundaries to see what's happening. And then all of a sudden they come back after halftime and like, okay, now we see what they're doing. Let's go after them. The other team doesn't seem – it's not that the other team is making bad adjustments, but the other team's like, well, this is working and this is working and this is working. We're going to get some more of that. And the Giants have come one in the locker room and diagnosed it and, like, come out and play against it. What I would love for them to do is, like, come out and score – you know, early in the game, score with, you know, first quarter, second quarter of the game uh, to be not just even, but, you know, put pressure on the other team to make them have to make adjustments. That that would be the, that would be the, that would be the greatest thing for them to do. Uh, they can do that. I think that they're, they're getting closer to that. I saw them score in the first half and the first quarter, the last game they played. So that's been more than a possibility, but the more they do that, the more confidence that they're they going to have. Well, that, that, that brings me to something I, I was going to bring up with you. Uh, we were just outside listening to, you know, we, this day we, we meet with the coordinators. Mm-hmm. And Mike Kafka w- was asked a question, and uh, the, the, the question was, well, look, how come you're not doing more of, like, downfield, like, you know, big plays, you know, home run type of oh, like, balls. Oh, like deep throws. Yeah, deep throws. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of saying to myself, you, you you need the personnel to be able to do that. And, I, again, I'm not denigrating what's yeah. out there, but there are reason guys are starters and the reason guys are practice squad players mm-hmm. and backups. They haven't had any of those people in the lineup. I, I mean, when you think about it, who has been in the lineup to be a home run threat? One guy who is back is um, uh, Darius Slayton. You know, he's mm-hmm. back in a fold more. And, and again, this is not a knock at Darius, but, I, you know, he's not viewed as a number one. You, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, let's say a number three, but now he's got to be the number one. I, I think a big help, a big help going into the second half of the season if Kenny Dal- Galladay can get uh, untracked if that's the term. Okay, so so when when fans ask and they've asked me like, man, you gotta get some down the field throws. I'm like, yeah. So you're just gonna put Slayton on the outside and say run, and I'm just gonna throw it. Uh, if it if, if it doesn't go out of bounds, you'll have a chance to catch it like that. But that's you know, it's like you do it only because you have a really fast guy and you're trying to stretch the defense out a little bit. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of tremendous amount of plays down the field. You just don't have players that can do that. You, you have like, like I said, right now, Slayton may be the fastest guy in that in that receiver room. Uh, and if if it's not him, then if he if he becomes the guy, quote unquote, designated, going to try to take the top off the defense guy, they will just slide the safety over to that side and play everybody else, you know, kind of inside out. We keep them on the sideline and stuff. It'll be it'll be an easy defense uh, defensive secondary to, to run in that in that scenario. Taking the shot, if he catches one of five, then all of a sudden you have to like really start to move the safety back a little bit. That's kind of the only way to do it. There's no real other way to um, looking at current personnel. It's really no other way to do it. Uh, and and the reason why they say shot plays, you have to have guys that can get behind. And stress the safeties, and when they're going by, you see the guys um, uh, chase down in Cincinnati. When he when he takes off and goes down the field, it's 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 crazy how the guys are like, okay, we got to turn around and start getting back. Uh, you see both guys in Miami, uh, Waddle and Hill, that they they stress the they did really stress defenses. They they're playing so far so far off the ball because we can't allow them to get behind us. We we watched it uh, when the Giants played. Uh, Seattle, you you see Metcalf and those guys like right. they, they, those guys got speed. They got a lot of height also, but they got some serious speed. You can't 
you can't risk that guy getting behind you at, at any point or getting even with you even because if he's even with you, the next step he takes, he's going to be ahead of you. And with the ball's in the air, he's just going to go run it down. So that's those are the plays that fans are looking for. Currently constructed, I don't know outside of Slayton, and yeah, if, you know if they can do that. And, and and let's listen. You're the old tight end, my friend. I mean, when Bellinger went down, and Bellinger, you know, the young man was coming along pretty mm-hmm. nicely. Mm-hmm. He went down. I mean, I didn't think that was a minor blip, if you will, in in personnel. I thought that was a major injury to what was going on with the Giants' offense. Well, you know, the tight ends as a whole have been been coming along and making a lot of plays, and belgium has been kind of leading yeah. – has been more than leading the way. Uh, and, yeah, it's, you know, hopefully – knock on wood uh, – hopefully he's going to be okay because breaking your eye socket is is just a pain in the ass. Excuse my expression, but it, it just is. Uh, and the other guys are going to play good. Hudson's going to be good. They got a couple other guys uh, at the gang, Granger Gage Gage uh, that's going to be just going to be pretty good. Uh, as far as the receptions and running and stuff, what you need is where Belger was was he's a dominant blocker, and he did so well in inline play. You're looking for the tight end that that's the tight end that he's an inline blocker. He's in the slot. He's a move guy. You want a guy that no matter where he is in the if whatever uh, personnel he's in on, you can't determine. Okay, well this is okay. This is the run guy. Okay, this is the pass guy. Okay, they can only do this when he's in the game. You don't want that. These guys aren't like that as a group. So it's going to be interesting to see how they in the second half of, or the last after the break how they all are utilized and see how they work out. I, you know when you're talking about blocking. You know, every time I look at you, I'm thinking of Bill and this and that. And, but I Parcells used to always say what his great blocking back, Maurice Cawthon, used to mm-hmm. say to him with something, hey, Bill, who going to block? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. You know, who going to block? But, um, you know, I, I just – so for the offense to get on track – you know, that's one thing, but how much of a – we haven't touched on it yet. I think they're on track. I, I, just, think, yeah, no, no, I, just, what, I just think they need to do a little more. That Well, that's what, yeah. I, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. How much uh, – I don't even want to say explosive, just to get don't, get, don't get out of the gate a little faster. If they do that, that, that will put more stress on the other teams. All right, let's, let me take care of a little business here before we continue, uh, um, Howard. Make sure, folks, you go uh, subscribe to the Giants Huddle Podcast. The podcast features a rapid reaction right after each and every game with one of our analysts, an episode midweek featuring an interview with a national analyst, and then a game preview featuring a long-form interview with the current Giants player, an exclusive sit-down with Bob Papa and head coach Brian Dable, and an opponent preview of that week's opponent. So search for Giants Huddle on your favorite podcast platform or listen on the Giants app or at Giants.com slash podcast. Again, folks, the number is always for you people to call, 201-939-4513. That's 201-939-4513. Phone lines are open. Uh, as we move forward, we'll, you know, we haven't touched on it yet this morning, mm-hmm. how much... Uh, Will the injury to Xavier McKinney hurt? It's going to hurt a lot. I mean, he wears the green dot. You know, he's one of the guys who wears a green dot that helps uh, call defenses and stuff. And when you when you lose a guy like that, you have to have another guy up to speed so he can not just call the defense, organize guys from from the back to the front. Uh, there will be guys. I mean, that might probably be a guy that's been valuable and where he's been playing already, but. Maybe stepping back will be Julian Love probably will be one of those guys you look at that, that, that can he, do that. And he's wearing the dot. Uh, yeah, yeah, so so he, he'll he be the guy that can 
come in and do that, and it, it won't be like this huge drop off or something like that. Julian's a you know solid player that has been playing in the slot, he's been playing down in the safety position, been playing some back in the safety position. So he well well schooled, well versed guy. He he will get after. It. He'll figure out how to how to how to keep the flow going in the secondary. Yeah, Wink Martindale was asked uh, again after we met with coordinators today, folks, and Wink was asked how he felt about a the injury to McKinney and and b. Uh, Julian, you know, t- yeah. taking the spot, and you know, he, he said, "Listen, it's it, it. I feel bad for the kid. I feel bad for McKinney. I feel bad for his teammates. But it is what it is. And people, a person or people, have mm. to step up." He says, I, "I, I, he said, I can't plan what's going to be, you know, who's this for the rest of the season because I got to look at each game mm. and what is needed for that game. As far as Julian goes." He said when he was asked, "How does he? Are you comfortable?" He just shook his head with a smile and said, "I'm comfortable about everything with Julian from yeah. the time uh, I got here." So you know th- that doesn't seem to listen. It's just like I said when I'm getting rest. Like you, you look at what's available and you say, "Okay, all right, here's what we got now. This who you go here, you go here. Let's get started." Julian's the guy, one of the guys. Okay, all right, well, McKinney, when are you coming back? Okay, cool. Uh, Julian, come over here. Can you do this? Yeah. Okay. Jump in there. Let's get started. And like that's basically what they're doing. Like who's available? We're gonna do it and make it available and make it ready for everyone that can do. And you know, Wink does a great job of that with his defense. We know uh, Howard. You know, you can tell fans that we're blue in the face, not to be looking ahead. And you know, they they do the whole. And and you know what? In fairness to the fans, it's not just the fans. Yeah. Media, everybody does it. But mm-hmm. when you look, you, you you're looking at the thing, uh, the schedule. Well, we should have this, got this, this, this. Uh, When you were a player, Mm -hmm. did you do that? Did your teammates do that? It's just like when you watch college football this weekend, all the upsets that happen, right? Right. Teams are supposed to like, oh, Alabama's going to crush LSU. Uh, Clemson's going to crush Notre Dame. I'm like, yeah, you don't know who's playing, why they're playing, what's going on at any moment in time. And if you don't know that, then you can't predict who that's going to happen and who's going to win and why they're going to win. So, you know, uh, who would have thought when we when, when the Giants went to London they were going to be Green Bay, besides me. But who who would have thought that? Like I'm like, guys, you got to look at what's what's available, what's happening. And what I would say about well, I guess the Texans is, is who's coming up. They're playing better. They're playing a lot better. They're running the ball and they've been dangerous and and giving teams heart. They've been a hard out by teams. They're not making a lot of mistakes. They, like I said, don't have a lot of ability all over the field. But who they have, they've been playing pretty decent with. So that's not a given that, that the Giants will have a way to beat them. Basically, they may be playing one level above them right now. And they got to find a way to be like four levels above them because they're playing pretty decent ball right now. Well, I mean, what you just said, that's why I said before earlier when we opened up the discussion they're playing one level above them. Maybe they should be four. Now, if you're four levels above a team, mm, nah, no, no, but if it gets to that point. If everybody's getting paid, there's no four levels right, above. <laughs> right, no, but if you're four levels above. Yeah. And th- my point being, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs and you're playing, you know, the team they, with the worst record. They played a tough game the other night. Right, right, but, yeah. but you can say, okay, they should win that game if you're in that category. Not everybody, not very few people are in that category. So to say you should win. Look at Buffalo and the Jets. A- amen to that. Look at Buffalo and the Jets. The, that, J- the Jets got absolutely lambasted by, by the, the Patriots the week before. Got run off the field. Mm-hmm. It was embarrassing. Yep. Next week they're playing Buffalo, the team that most most everybody has just, picked for the Super Bowl. 
Didn't look like the same team. Not not only that, you know, as I'm watching that game, and listen, this is BBK, mm-hmm. but as I'm watching that game, I'm saying to myself, if Daniel Jones or the Jets quarterback at the time, Zach Wilson, made the interceptions through the balls that Josh Allen threw, they'd run both of those guys out of right town. Out of That's town. how bad those throws yeah. were. Yeah. So you're right. You know, yeah, I mean, the, look, Aaron Rodgers did that. He threw like four, three or four interceptions to, to, the, to the Lions. Like you can't say what a team's going to do from week to week. You can't predict it. You can't make them be somebody that they're not. You just got to go out there and play the game and hope that you – you have a you know have a better plan, and you're able to make the right adjustments at halftime and stay on top of them. The great thing about this team so far, they don't make a lot of mistakes. They just you know I think they got you know kind of ran out of gas towards the end when they got to Seattle. Uh, that's that's they just, they why, just don't make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, that's why I felt I was concerned about that. I think that's a fair. That's a, some people might say, well, why would you think they run out of gas? This is the NFL. That's a lot of hits. A lot, a lot of, of hits. And it's also a young team. Well, beyond a young team, think about this. Like they, they kept rotating guys in. They kept having to rotate guys in. There was a guy that's injured this week. Okay, we're going to get a couple more guys in. They kept, okay, we can, we can figure this out. We'll put more guys. We kept bringing guys. You bring guys up from the practice squad. You're doing all this stuff. You're eventually going to run out of gas. Guys are going to get tired. They're just not able to continuously do it for – you know, in this league for that long, even college has bye weeks. So if you have bye weeks later in the season, if you get through it at six and two like the Giants did, you have done an incredible job. Uh, fans, again, a reminder, don't miss Giants football at MetLife Stadium. Why would you want to miss Giants football at MetLife <laughs> Stadium? Limited tickets are available for all remaining home games, including a matchup with the Eagles. So visit Giants.com slash tickets to find your game this season and secure your seat. Again, the number, folks, 201-939-4513. That's 201-939-4513. Phone lines are open, so feel free to give us a call. Uh, as you move forward, uh, when you have these two games coming up and then you have Thanksgiving coming up mm-hmm. in Dallas. Uh, thoughts on uh, what gets you into the playoffs? I'm not saying it doesn't even have to be the Giants. What, what kind of record gets a team into the playoffs coming out of the NFC East? I have no idea. I have no idea how teams are going to play in the second half. Yeah, so and, you like, see, and, you just, this, and this is why. Like Right now, the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Giants are playing fairly well. Yeah. And then people would say like, well, you know, Seattle's playing great. Yeah, but so is San Francisco. Right. And so that changes things when San Francisco and Seattle are playing great. As far as the South, whoever comes out of there comes out of there, you know. And and it's, and then in the North, it looks like it's going to be Minnesota. So you have Minnesota who look like a clear winner in the North. You have in the Eagles are the clear winner in the East if they stay on the pace they're staying on. So you have two clear winners. South, you don't know. You'll get one team from the South. You'll get one team from the North. Uh, you, and you have these two teams that are battling out in, in, in the West. That I don't know what all the numbers are exactly, but that kind of almost fills it up. So if something happens, if anything happens in the, in, in, the ne- in the next few weeks, if someone catches fire and wins four or five in a row, it changes everything. Yeah. So I don't know. It could be it could be nine wins could get you into the playoffs. It may have to be ten wins to get you in the playoffs. There are going to be teams that are going to be in the playoffs that might be under five hundred. Were you surprised? Because I wasn't. I'll be upfront. You know, before I ask the question, were you surprised that uh, 
the Giants didn't pull any deal at, at the deadline. I, I, I wasn't, but you, I want to hear your answer and first. The reason why, that, that it, again, I don't know any insight. Either do I. Okay. I'm just the reason why I would say that there were going there was not a huge jump for anything because the team is currently constructed before Joe and and, and everybody got here as a team that was going to make a run at the playoffs. There was a lot of money spent to get these guys in position to okay, all we need is there was a lot of all we need is and we're going to make it the next step. So now you have all those contracts and everything is in place. And you don't make it. Coaches get fired. GM gets fired. Right. All these people get let go. But these contracts are still in place. Your salary cap scrapped. You're like every dollar is being spent that can be spent. You can't go out and just start moving players in and trying to find players. You can release guys, but it's still the salary cap. You're still stuck. Right. So I didn't expect a lot of movement because, all right, well, you know, do we ransom the rest of our, our, our careers here with the team to try to make a playoff run this year? Do we have enough for a playoff run this year? Like how far could we make it if we if we went out and got Jerry Judy? If we went out and got mm. Clay's Claypool. Claypool from yeah, Pittsburgh. Like, yeah. like who who are you going to get that's gonna make uh, unless you went and got Chubb, but you can't pay Chubb. No. No. Yeah, I mean <laughs> you see, see I, I happen to agree <laughs> with that. My my logic was he came in, Shane came in there were no blinders on him. Yeah, he knew he, what he was doing. He he, this was was exactly what it yeah. was for him to expect. And I remember talking to him prior to the season, uh, you know, and and he said, uh, "We'll see. We'll, we'll see how this season yeah. goes. Then next year, yeah. not, not you winning the Super Bowl next year, yeah. but then next year you, you got to build. You got to build something. I mean, he's going to have money next year. He yeah. can do things next yeah. year. So t- that's why this year is exciting because yeah. you're seeing growth." I, I mean, who yeah. thunk it? Like yeah, as we yeah, said, six yeah, you and got, two. But you had Chubb out there. You had Raekwon Swift out there defensively. <laughs> they're going to break the bank when they get signed. Yeah, a- like, amen then, to that. And then when you do, like you're kind of back in the position you were in before. So, no, I didn't expect any movement. Not 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 anything major. No. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Let's open up the phone lines and let's go to Portland, Maine, and check in with Charlie. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Charlie just waits for me to hey, come Russ. back. Hey, Russ. What's up? Howard. Hey, Charlie. What's up, Charles? Where you been? Hey, uh, hey, I've been around. All right. I, I've been, I've been not calling as much because I know you, you know, Paul. I mean, John likes to get other people in this time of season. So yeah, I've because been the Giants have been winning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, uh, hey, Howard, roll tide. I yeah. think the tide's going out, man. I think yeah, the tide's see, going out. See how he's he, he, needed, see he, needed something, he needed something, right? What well, do you got to bust his chops for, Charlie? Charlie he's being I, nice to that. Charlie, think of it this way, Charlie. This, this is what could happen. LSU probably won't win the rest of their games or lose one of their games. If they lose one of their games, and all of a sudden they'll have, I think, two or three losses. Uh, then they'll put giant, uh, Alabama into the SEC playoff game. I don't want Alabama SEC playoff game. I don't want them to play against Georgia because I'll owe Rodney Hampton twenty more bucks. <laughs> but if they, but if they did get in the SEC championship game and somehow miraculously the coordinators kind of like you know, had a you know brain tease and figured out how to call an offense and a defense and won that game, Alabama would be in the playoffs. Charlie, they're still they're, hey, they're still hey, in the hey, mix. <laughs> hey, yeah, right. Hey, Howard. What does roll tide mean? Does it actually mean like the tide, the ocean? The tide, the tide rolling in. The tide rolling in. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. All right. Okay. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, I was talking to uh, P. Dot the other day, and uh, he was saying, you know, the Texans' run defense is number 30th. And, 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 but Seattle's run defense was 29th and they did a pretty good job on us. And then I just looked up. Guess whose run defense is 31st? Whose? It's us. Giants. <laughs> so if, while Pete, I was saying, well, we should be able to run all over the Texans. Well, they should be able to run all over us too, because we're not very good. You know, Pierce is a good runner, right? Sometimes so, he is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, well, I think we, we, Martindale said earlier today, he says, I don't know who made that young man angry or who pissed him mm-hmm. off, but he, he he runs with an attitude. Yeah, he has been lately. He's he's changes changes attitude for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to come down to who can stop who's run. That's what. It, and if they can stop ours, or at least stop uh, Daniel from booting, doing the boot, mm-hmm. and uh, make him one dimensional, um, they might have a shot in this game. And if. Uh, we can stop their run, then uh, yeah, then we we should win this game. So it's going to come down to those two things, I think. What do you think? I think it's going to be whoever can stop the other team from scoring. <laughs> I think that's most of it. <laughs> I don't think it's so much the run game uh, because both yeah. teams have had pretty dominant run games all year long, and um, you know even though the Giants have had a lot of success, they've they've come across some teams that have been struggling with their own issues, whatever they may be. And I don't want to like uh, you know not give the Giants credit for for, for winning games, but. When a team has an issue, a team has an issue. And, and Daniel and those guys, uh, and Saquon and whoever the receiver may be, <laughs> have found a way to get the ball in the end zone a few times, uh, late in games specifically, that, that win games. Uh, you've had teams run all over the field on the Giants and not score any points or not score enough points to win. So it's, it's going to be more you know, more determined about once you get down to the red area and who can shut who out of the, out of the end zone is mo- uh, the most. I think that's what's going to be the – determining factor in you, the game. You know, Char- Charlie, in your statements before, you came out with a whole lot of ifs. Mm-hmm. If this, if that, if this, if that. You know, if if my Aunt Tilly had you-know-what, she'd be my easy, Uncle Willie. Easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, 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 hey. big, the, big, the big thing is, you just, just remember this, Charlie, as you're watching the game, the big thing's going to be is, like, the, the run game works really well from uh, between the, the 20s, and when it gets down to the 20 and to the red zone – it gets harder to run the ball because you don't have to back up as far to cover deep passes. And there are more guys right. closer to the line of scrimmage. That's why if a team's really good running the ball, like you see Derrick Henry, nobody wants to tackle him. Right. It, it makes a big difference when he gets ahead of steam and get like, oh, Lord, he gets to the second level. There are guys back there, you know, I, I love my kids right, right before they hit him. <laughs> you know, so it's just you got to be able to, to squeeze it, you know, squeeze down even more to make sure guys don't get started. So that that'll be a big – it's going to be a big test for both teams. You know, with Giants with, you know, the two options with the run-pass option out there and, you know, the Texans with, with the good running back. All right, Charlie. Hey, I was just going to say we uh, tried to bring in a D lineman and uh, we just let him go. So uh, they know they have a problem with Nick, Nick Williams is on IR now. So I don't know who they're going to put in there. So it's going to be fun to watch. But uh, all thanks, right. guys. All right, Charlie. Thank you as always. Two zero. Well, Charlie wasn't too bad today. Yeah, you know, he started off a little rough, but yeah, he, no, no, he can't yeah, really. no, no, he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of like just tempered it a little bit. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three is the number. Let's go down to Georgia and check in with Jay. Hello, Jay. You're on with Russ and Howard. 
Hey, uh, this is RJ, by the way. Oh, okay, RJ. I apologize. I was giving Jay, so it, it is RJ. Yeah, no, no problem at all. Uh, first, before I get to my point, I just want to thank Howard uh, for taking the time to take a picture with my wife. Last month, we drove up from Georgia to the game, and oh. I know Howard was hurting for time. And he kind of pointed to his watch, like, "Come on, bro, let's do this." <laughs> I'm and, uh, sorry. <laughs> and I, I, I appreciate, and I'm grateful that you took the time to take a picture of my wife. So, uh, oh, I, appreciate I appreciate that. that. Which, no. which game? Yeah, would no. you, which game did you come up for, RJ? I came up for the uh, Ravens game. Okay. Yeah, All I, right. that's the one when yeah. I was running from the inside to the outside to the inside again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they had me. They had my track shoes on when that game day. Yeah. I, I used to do a lot of stuff. <laughs> Really? So my wife was like, my wife was like, she was like, how the hell did you know it was him? I said, come on, babe, I'm a diehard giant. <laughs> you know, he's 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 a big brother, but I wasn't trying to let that dude get by me. <laughs> well, thank you. What do you so got? I appreciate, uh, what I, what I got is that I'm just excited about the second half of the season, um, and and the direction we're going in. I know we're we're doing a lot of plug in here and plug in there, but it just seems like Dable is just making the right decisions and he's putting people in the right places and and i and i'm i'm remaining confident about the uh the last nine games of the season i'm just proud to be a giant fan i plan on coming up there for the philly game on december 11th and um i'm just ready to go man all all gears are pointed up you know you bring up dable and, and what he's done and you know how it's mentioned it several times i don't think that could be minimized the impact when a coach uh, I mean, that, that's – and Bill Parcells had a completely different disposition than Dave's. But a, a coach has, having so much to do with chemistry, and, and if guys can have fun, RJ, and Howard, I, I know you can speak to this, but I'll give you an example in basketball. Okay, I'll give you an example, and I'm, like, I'm not getting into the, the political uh, aspect of, of the whole thing, no. but in basketball, the last three games of the Nets – you got Kyrie Irving away, and and uh, Nash was fired, and now you have Jacques Vaughn, who who's the head coach. And the last three games, they won two and they lost one, you know, by two points. But you could see the difference. Guys were having fun. Guys were playing together. It it, it was like I said on the air. It was like like a high school team. They were having fun. That's what you call chemistry. And RJ, that's what I see that goes on with with. Um, uh, the Giants. Mm-hmm. The, the guys are just going out there every day. They practice hard. They're having fun. Yeah, they lost the other day. They were all pissed off. And you move on. But it wasn't, oh, you know, a head dragging, oh, finger pointing, woe is me. That's right. Yeah. Woe is me. I think the big thing you, you say you about know, coaches is, is he changed the culture around him. Yeah. And it's not just a team. It's like in the in the, in off, the building. In the building. Everybody. Everybody has noticed it. And, you know, him and uh, he and Joe are, have done a great job. It's it's really cool to be around, you know, to, to come in. Uh, you see, like a lot of former players coming in uh, during training camp, which yeah. almost never happened. Guys like, hey, you're not just here. You come over here and you know break the huddle down afterwards. Give the guys a talk. I'm like, hey, coach, you know, I'm just you here know, trying to you're watch. Right. You know, trying to- I, I knew I, I I knew I liked that yeah. that coach man when he pulled up in a truck. He got <laughs> out that truck and he was like all business. Yeah, that's what it's about. Right. So I'm just I'm just proud to be a Giant fan, and I'm looking forward to the to the second half of the season, and um, hopefully we can do some good things. All right, RJ. Again, you know, good call, and feel free call us again. Make sure you do, okay, buddy. 
RJ's gone? I guess oh, RJ's gone. All right, 201-939-4513. That is 201-939-4513. Uh, folks, the Giants official uh, connected TV streaming app, Giants TV, brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free. you got to like that. Free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon, Fire TV, and the Giants mobile app. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go down. Let's go to Cape Cod and check in with John. Hello, John. You're on with Russ and Howard. Yeah, Russ. How you doing, go- Howard? Always you a go. pleasure. I was gonna. I was gonna wait and call on Friday, but after some of the calls you guys got, I thought I should respond. <laughs> and I've been watching. I've been watching the Giants for a lot of years. A lot of years. Uh, this is a great coaching staff, mm-hmm. and. Maybe with the exception of Pete Carroll, I don't think they've been outcoached by anybody all year. And you're right, Howard. All they need is to get people healthy again. This yep. business about being last against the run and let you know, I'm an I'm a retired engineer. So mm-hmm. I live with statistics. But statistics can be awfully deceptive and with eight games it's a real small sample. Mm-hmm. Every time the Giants have come up against a team that's supposed to beat them, you know what happens. They're still 6-2, and two, aren't they? Yep. Um, and honestly, when you get the right coaching staff in place, you played for the great ones. Did you ever feel at halftime when you had the two Bills that you were going to be out-adjusted or out-coached? No, you you never felt like that. You always felt like there was a chance, even when um, I guess the, the most famous expression was at the 1990 uh, Super Bowl 25, and Coach Parcells goes, "Yeah, we got him right where we want him at halftime." I'm like, "Oh, what are you? you're like, like I kind of think we're losing, Coach. You might want to check the scoreboard." You say it to yourself. You're like, "Okay, we got him right where we want him." So that's kind of how how the coaching staff's been with, with this group of guys as well. But you, you know, John, what goes into that also, uh, you, you know, and. and Coaches don't want to admit it, but not every coach, just like not every player, uh, is made of the same insides. And if the coach, you, you, am, I right, am I right, Howard? If, I, I if, just think that, like, you got to remember, like, coaching has changed so much. Uh, the world has changed so much socially. Oh. That, you, that we, that would you, like, Parcells couldn't coach today. Well, I don't think, yeah. I, I'm going to disagree with that, but I'm, I would say I'm gonna tell you he right would now, have to adjust. You know what? You could say that about yeah. Lombardi and all of yeah, them. Yeah, none of them could coach today. <laughs> not not one of them. Like, the world has changed too much. Like, you like you can't, Dick Vermeil be a, a prime example. He's even said, it's like, the world's changed a lot. I don't know if I could coach today. It's just, it's a lot different. Like, you can't get on people the same way you used to get oh, on well, people. Oh, you can't even, you can't even, listen, you know that, you can't kid with people. You can't, you can't, I mean, but like, sports-wise, you, yeah, can't, you yeah. can't like, man, what, what scream in somebody's face, they might attack you or something. You don't know what's going to happen. You, so, no, you're right. So it's just, it's just a different, different world. And by being yeah, well, a different world, these new, new age guys have, have caught, they, they're in a new age era, they see what's going on, they're rolling with it. No, you, you know what, Howard, uh, John, Howard is so, Dead on the money with that, uh, and I understand what he's saying. In, in that respect, unless the guys like Parcells, like Lombardi, like Noel, like all of them, yeah. and, unless like, they would have changed yeah. their attitude completely in today. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you an it's example. It's the same way as certain players couldn't play today. Oh, 100%. Man, Buckus couldn't play today. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Ray Nitschke, Ronnie Lott, none of those guys could play today. You no. know, I, I mean, listen. They'd be broke. <laughs> 
No, really. Well, can, can, can you can you imagine? Can you imagine Lawrence Taylor, Carl Banks, oh. Rodney Harrison, Ronnie Lott playing with today's rules against the defense? Lt and Banks would Lt and Banks would be defensive ends. They'd have their hand in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, no. They wouldn't let them stand up. They'd be too big. Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> and, and, but when, when Howard talks about the things you could say and couldn't say, I remember there was one game where Sims. <laughs> Never forget it. Phil Sims and Fargo, Ron Earhart, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator, were in a beef. Not not a heated thing, but they were talking, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and Parcells turned around and people were able to see it and got into both of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, after the game, Parcells was asked about that because you could see there was some heated words going on on TV. Mm-hmm. And when Bill was asked that, he said, well, I'll tell you what the situation was. It was the second quarter. And if I didn't shut them up, it would have been the fourth quarter. So that's why I wanted to take care of it. Yeah. But, I, I mean, or dropping F-bombs in, in post-game press conferences, that stuff, everything's world, changed. world's changed. Can't do it anymore. Well, you know, I live I near Bill when I was in Ridgewood and uh, my kid played against his in Pop Pop Warner football and Phil didn't take crap off anybody. Mm -hmm. He's just, he's a stand-up guy. He's always been a stand-up guy. Um, But, you know, Howard, with all due respect for the offense, my, my philosophy is still that defense wins Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about this the other night. And I said, since 2020, I can't think of more than two teams that won Super Bowls with just average defenses. True, true. I, I, w- I would argue this. I, I watched, uh, I forget the last defensive coordinator that was here, but he, he ran a pretty decent defense uh, for the Giants. Uh, they, 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 I forget his name. Last he's at, year? Yeah, he's at the Raiders now. Uh, Graham. Graham, yeah. Graham, oh, Graham. Graham ran a pretty decent defense with the players he had. Uh, that was the thought that, like, hey, man, with this defense, uh, going at the rate it's going, that the, that the team was going to be better every year because we have we had a pretty good defense. We had at one point we had a top five scoring defense. At one point we had a top five red zone defense. At one point you had a top five whatever defense. You had top five, top five, top five. If you don't score points offensively, three or four field goals will win a game against you. So. That's just part of it. Like uh, I think I hear Carl and Bob say this all the time: complementary football. One side has to be, is, is, you know, one side has to play for the other side. There's three, three part, three phases of the game, and they all got to help each other. If you're not scoring points, if you're not, you know, getting stops, you're not getting the ball back. If you're not uh, getting good returns and shutting their return game down, if you're not doing all those different things at the same time, if you're having mistakes and a lot of penalties. And it just—it's just impossible to play. You know, I, I was—I was out and watched uh, my son's game at, at Notre Dame versus Clemson, and I'm like, they were like, uh, "Oh my God, I hope I hope Notre Dame has a chance." I'm like, "Well, okay, first play or first series, block a punt, uh, score a touchdown." I'm like, holy smokes! I'm like, it's on. I'm like, it was a fire lit, and like Clemson never could get their footing. That's just because like every phase was working against them. They'd run the ball. Somebody would tackle them in the backfield. They throw the ball. They get it batted down. You know, for whatever reason, Notre Dame had like like eighteen backs. It seems like every back that touched the ball was able to run the ball. So it's just complimentary football. Every phase was working, and it just works out. When you have one phase not working, as you can see with Green Bay, when they don't have special teams working in the playoffs, it goes against them. 
You're absolutely right, Howard. Especially in this day and age, you know, I, I sound like a fossil, but I'm old school. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the, fan, the, fans, the fans love lots of scoring and lots of long passes. It reminds me of the early days of the AFL when they just filled the air with footballs. Yep, Eric uh, Ariel, yep. I, yeah, I'm, I'm biased. I was a defensive back in college. There you go. I, yeah, I just used to love knocking people stiff. <laughs> can't can't say that as politically incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Thank thank you for the call. Yeah, you, you know, Russ. Like like, I get it. Every every league, every every, and I mean every league. They they want you to score more in soccer. They want you to score more in hockey. They want you to score more in baseball. They want you to score more in football. Uh, defenses win championships. Well, they keep making the offenses in all these different leagues, no matter what it is. I love the, even golf. The ball goes further than it ever went before. The club head speed is faster than it's ever been before. Everything's made to score. Being able to stop teams from scoring is is is, the, is basically an art. Like if you and I always use Alabama as a reference. Coach Coach Saban was dominant running the ball and crushing guys. He had to change his whole offensive philosophy to guys to a spread offense where guys could catch passes and start recruiting receivers that could catch the ball to keep up with the rest of the college, the rest of the league in college. You have to kind of keep it going. And I think the, what, what Wink's doing defensively with these guys is pretty impressive. Like, you, like if a team comes in and they run it every down, okay, they're going to get some yards. But they're going to stop them. I mean, look at Jacksonville. Yeah, you know what you say though is really so true. It's simple, but it really is so true, and it doesn't just apply to football. You know, like I have grandsons, yeah, who's seven and eight playing soccer, and you try to explain, okay, if you can't, if you're not doing it offensively, but you can always play defense. Yep. you'd say that to kids. You know, whether it's basketball, whether it's football. Okay, like you just said. Okay, if you're not scoring, if your offense, but if you keep the other team from scoring and play the defense, well, then you're every, in the game. Every, everything, every every game, every sport has a defensive element that you have to learn to, to get by with. I, I would equate it to golf as, hey, you hit a long drive, great. Your irons aren't hitting the green, so you got to learn how to chip and putt. You're playing defense against yourself. You're like, I got to keep lower, I keep keep it making pars. How you do it? Chip and putt. Chip it close, knock it in. Putt's got to be hot. If it's not, if that part of your game's done. You're going to shoot 10 strokes higher than you're supposed to shoot. So everything has some sort of defensive element, and you have to figure out what part of it or where you need it and when. Yeah, I I remember the great um, Sugar Ray Leonard. Mm -hmm. I I was involved with with a fighter who was a gold medalist in the 84 Olympics uh, up in Canada, Sean O'Sullivan, and they had the same manager. Mm -hmm. And long story short, and I remember watching on ESPN, O'Sullivan – uh, it wasn't his day, and, and Sugar Ray was working the corner, and mm-hmm. I remember Sugar Ray saying to him, and when I saw Sugar Ray afterwards, like a week later, I said, easy enough for you to say, Sugar Ray said, all right, Sean, tonight's not your night. You don't have your best stuff, so what are you going to do about it? You got to come up with something else. You don't have your best stuff. So when I saw him a week later, I said, hey, champ, easy enough for you to say mm-hmm. about that best stuff. And I, I said, but he didn't, he goes like this to me. Well, he gives me a wink and says, that's what makes a difference between a champ and a chump. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. No, no but, 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 but true, but, but true. But, but the point was, okay, if you don't have your best stuff, what are you going to do? Okay, if the, ru- if the running game is not working, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Okay, if, if you're not 
working uh, the, if the defensive ends, if you're not getting a big pass rush, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Yeah. You, you can't just pack it in. Nope. They got to play the game to the, to the final horn. And, and that really, is to me, is one of the uh, uh, hallmarks of, of Wings defense. Yeah. He's doing a good job. The, the last thing that you know, you were asking me earlier if, if what the Giants had to improve on the second half. And, and unfortunately, they're going to figure out a way how to handle their, their, their return game. They got to do special teams. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, whether it's James or someone else, they they really going to have to, like, you know, I'm sure they've already uh, addressed it because, you know, we're, who we are Wednesday. We've, they've probably already addressed it, but that's a huge, that's been a huge part of the game for I, them. I, I didn't get, uh, yeah, again, I didn't get to see, see a list because we're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, correctly, I'm pretty sure James is in concussion protocol. Uh, uh, it was a bye week, so I have no oh, idea if yeah, he's still in. I, I believe, in. maybe I'm wrong. I was talking to Paulie. Okay, but again, yeah. I, I'm not sure exactly of the it's, status. It's, 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 Either way, that has to be upgraded. Yeah, but that you know, especially now after you know after Tua, concussion protocol is is even even more scrutinized. So there's no more. A week later, oh, you feel okay? You think you can do it? You answer the question. So, so then it's like uh, now it's. More of, I'm assuming. I don't want to make many bold statements. It more now it's more of like you know have a little more common sense with a player after he's had a concussion. So I don't know. Yeah, how long, that, yeah that, it, that, it could be anything. That's just a tough call. Yeah, so, I, so, so then with, with even concussion or no concussion, put the ball on the ground twice. That's a hard thing to overcome. Right. Yeah. So like those are mistakes that you don't overcome. So like if they're going to do better in the second half, they got to tighten that up. You know, you got to be real tight. And we, we, listen, you, you muffed two punts th- the way that happened. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, you're going to lose the game. Mm-hmm. Giants lost the game, but with those two muffs, they were still very much yeah. in the game. Two fumbles, actually. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not not just two muffs, two fumbles. Mm-hmm. I, I so yeah, it, so it's just you know, how how are you going to do that? What are you going to do to address it? Who's the next man up? That in you know when they come out for returners. Who's the next returner they're going to have back there catching it? Uh, he must, he's probably the most sure-handed guy catching the ball, but they're going to they're gonna have to figure some stuff out to, to, to make sure that this doesn't happen anymore. 201-939-4513. Again, that is 201-939-4513. Uh, Daniel Jones, I, I think he's done everything that they've asked him to do. I, I mean, uh, people still ask me, week in and week out, day in and almost minute in and minute out. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, he has secured his spot for the future here with the Giants. If, if something's got to me, you're shaking your head? I mean, to I, mean I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I, I'm, not, I, I, I'm not shaking my head as, yes, he has. Still maybe? No. no, it's just that I don't know. Again, everything's predicated with, like, I, I don't envy the job that, that Joe and those guys have uh, because they, they got to figure out dollars and cents for all these players, not just Daniel. You got Saquon, you got Williams, you got Love. You got, you got a bunch of guys right, that, yeah. that, that are coming up all at the same time. And how do you figure out how to, you know, accommodate everybody? Because like the league now is based upon you have to have success within the rookie contracts of some of your better players. If you can't have success within the rookie contract of some of your players, some of these guys are going to be on other teams playing for for you know. There, there's no I don't know I don't think there is a a uh, you know, pay like a ki- pay into the kitty if you go over the salary cap and all that. They don't. The, the NFL doesn't do that. The guys just stay within the salary cap. They all are trying to do this together and at the same time. So I, I, to say that a player is safe, a player is whatever. I mean, Daniel could go on and the Giants could win the Super Bowl. 
and they would still have to make decisions at the end of the year. Yeah, and, I, and again, you can't mortgage everything for, for like, I think a lot, like I said, the most success you have is when God, Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl within his rookie contract. Right. Right. And now he's making a lot of money. They're still doing well, but he's missing a few pieces that he would like to have back. That and, comes with the territory. Yeah, like yeah. You, you, the better, like the bigger the contract, the bigger the problem. The bigger in, the problem. Yeah. Uh, uh, didn't they? You can't pay everybody. I mean, what's his name? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know, people bring in some heat. Uh, should he have given some money back? Mm. Or a, no, no, that's what people say. Don't give your uh, money uh, back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Accommodate yeah. Adams. Uh, no, you know, again, it's easy. Uh, again, I always say it's easy to spend somebody else's it's money. It's always easy. I, 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 you do, you, it, the league has gotten to the point where, where teams can ask a player for money back. Right, and then the player has to make a decision: Does he want to be at the team long enough, or stay with the team? Uh, well, we'll rework the contract so you can get it in incentives, whatever. The, to get money back is to give money back. So it's hard for a player, especially a player, an elite player, to say, "You want to give me money back?" Like, no, I'm out. Like, like you're gonna have to eat the contract or eat eat the salary cap hit. Then you eat the salary cap hit. It's a very hard thing for for guys to do. So Aaron Rodgers should not have given his money back. Yeah, but what he should have done and this is just opinion, he should have shown up in the offseason to try to help educate his young receivers to what he needed done and what he, what his expectations were. He should have been more of a team player then instead of thinking, that like, hey, I'm ready to go. These guys are ready to go. No, it doesn't you, work get, you get ready to go together. Especially at that, that – that, <laughs> look, the quarterback position is, is not probably – it is the most important position in all of sports. Mm -hmm. it, it's the guy who – Touches the ball every time. Yeah. You know, it's, it's him in the center. It starts yeah. with those two guys. Yeah. And you got to breathe a lot of continuity yeah. into your team by how you react and do things, especially when your reaction and your connection to receiver is not you handing him the ball. The, the reason I said that to you about him securing it, and I, I, I guess I wasn't just talking financially, mm -hmm. I was talking about uh, be, before you get into the financial aspect, uh, you know, you, you had to judge. Daniel Jones to see what he could do. Yeah, and now in fairness, Scott, he, he's done everything. He's the, answered a lot of questions, and he's done it without front line receiving core. He's done it. He's done it without front line receiving <laughs> core. He, he had his he, offensive line yeah, out. I, I mean, he's done it with line you know, half the time. So, so his his leadership mm -hmm. and his ability and his running mm -hmm. overall on the field and quite frankly off because the, the the people really respond to him in the locker room. Mm -hmm. So. But yeah, I, I, you're talking about. I, I was just talking about that yeah, aspect. He, he's of it. Given, Financially, is a different. He's league. given. He's given everything. They. He's given and done everything he's needed to do. Uh, even in, from his rookie year to now, the growth is continuous. It, even though he's had a lot of challenges along the way, uh, and you can see with a little bit better system, a little bit better of, okay, if you can do this well, that's what we want you to do. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he looks up. He looks tons different. So. Yeah, he he's done everything they've asked him to do. Yeah, yeah at the same point, yeah, yeah. listen, Howard, you played the game. I don't remember. Come to think of it, you had a, did you have any serious injuries where you were oh, out I've of had, I've injured everything. No, no, no. Like, no. Like, I'm, I'm oh, talking I, about I, being I missed, out for extended time. No, I, missed, I don't remember. I that. missed one game, uh, <laughs> yeah, against, one game. against Washington. Uh, I had an ACL tear at the beginning of the year, like partial tear, whatever they said, beginning of the year. Uh, they had surgery on it to clean it up in the bye week, and then we were playing on Washington, and they were like, 
to be polite, not a very good team. They're like, okay, well, you can sit this game. I'm like, why would I? Why would I sit against this team? Let me play. I, this is the only right. team I can play against where I could guarantee not to get hurt. And they they start laughing like that's cute, but no, because you always want to. You know, we never wanted to come off the field. It, it, you know, it's always it, it always amazes me, and and I that's not just fans, that's media people mm-hmm. as well. Some of them are very guilty of it. Look, it's a lot easier to play healthy. Or, or to win when you have healthy people in the lineup. If you're being decimated by injuries, listen, everybody was questioning, well, that would, looking back, Saquon Barkley being the number new pick overall, blah, 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 blah. Is this going to be? Well, you know what? Saquon got hurt. You know, Saquon's now looking like Saquon years one. Mm-hmm. That's what he's looking like. Yeah. He got hurt. And when you're hurt and when you have those kind of injuries – it took them basically, you know, let's be and, frank, two years to come you back. You can't predict injuries. The le- and the league has changed so much. The way the athletes train has, has changed so much. I've, I've said this on the show several times. It's like anything else. Do as multiple sports, as much training as you can do in so many different things because it, it helps you get stronger and your body react. If you stay in within your own, I guess, like football, football training, you, you, it doesn't help in the long run. That may be where some of the injuries are coming from. Kind of like the baseball player has has an injury. Tommy John, almost the same time all the time. Uh, you see basketball players hurting their knee because they only play basketball. Yeah, you, you, you know what used to drive me crazy? And, and I loved the young man. I thought he was a great talent too. A, a former giant whose wife was an Olympian, Aaron Ross. Aaron Ross was a great football player but his hamstrings, when you would look at his legs, mm-hmm. they, if, uh, like I always say, if you flicked them, mm-hmm. they were tighter than guitar strings. He, he, you know, you but know. You have to do different things. Right. You got to do. You have to do. Like w- one time, I think John Mayer made a joke to me. He's like, "Man, you've gained a couple pounds." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." This was back like a few years ago, and I was like, "We were like joking with each other." Right. And he goes like, "You know." I don't know, Howard. And I started laughing. I'm like, you know, I'm on a beer and wings diet. I'm like, but I didn't miss any games. <laughs> and he started laughing. He yeah. goes, maybe I should get that in the training staff. I'm like, nah, we don't do that anymore. And we all we we both giggled about it. But it's like, again, it's, it's more about being as active with a, with a lot of different things. I think, and I'm not a doctor or a physiologist or any of that stuff. So, and I think that helps. And I, and it's more of a message for kids. Than it is for the adults and their parents, yeah, the kids the, and their parents. Yeah, don't, they, you're not your kids, not the next Derek Jeter. Your kids, not the next, you know, uh, Rafi, Rafi Nadal, or, or, right, or whoever, or uh, Patrick Mahomes, or, or Daniel Jones, or whoever, or Neymar, or whoever, whoever yeah. you want them to be. So let them play as many sports as possible. Get them active with everything as possible, and you might be able to save them from a few more injuries. Howard Cross, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for filling in and for uh, Paulie Dots. Always a pleasure working with you. To Pearson Butler, the man at the controls, the Pearson, uh, the not the Pearson did it, the Butler did it. <laughs> I got a little confused there. Yeah, and, of course, you, the fans, thanks for being part of Big Blue Kickoff Live here on Giants.com, uh, which is part of the Giants platforms everywhere. So remember, it's Giants.com and the Giants app for Big Blue Kickoff. We'll see you or speak to you next time.